Good morning, today is January 16th, 2022, and you're listening to SML Inside the Pages, presented by Cornerstone Apostolic Church, located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, California. This is Pastor Carl Henderson, God bless you. Hope your day is going well, and certainly uh, our prayers are with you, and we appreciate you. Our Sunday morning worship, begins at 9 a.m. Tuesday Bible study at 7 p.m. And on Thursdays, Acts of the Holy Ghost. We believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we are faithful. We are bold. We are the church. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. You know, the Bible says in, over in Acts, it says in uh, those that believe continue daily with one accord in the temple, breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, one accord, praising God and giving and having favor with all the people, and the Lord added to the church daily, such as should be saved. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord God, for this day. We thank you, Lord God, for blessing us with an opportunity to speak your word. Lord God, to be in your presence, to have a mind to seek you, Lord God, and to call out on you, to feel for you why you can be found. Lord God, we honor you, Lord God, for your presence. Lord God, we honor you, Lord, for the prayer requests that have come in. And we pray and ask that you remember those that are sick. Remember those, Lord God, that are seeking you, Lord, Lord, that they might find you, Lord, in the time of need, Lord God. And we certainly pray, Lord, that you would bless those that are tearing for the Holy Ghost. Fill them with your spirit, Lord God, as, as they open their hearts to receive. Lord God, remember those that have lost loved ones. Lord Jesus, you're the great comforter. And those that are around them, Lord God, bless them to be mindful of the words that they say and the things that they do. Lord God, we honor you and we praise your name, Savior. We're going to continue to lift you up and to give you glory. In Jesus' name, amen. At this time, we're going to have our opening scripture from Brother Donald. Opening scripture will be Psalms 15. Lord, who shall abide in thy tabernacle? Who shall dwell in thy holy hill? He that walketh uprightly and worketh righteousness. He that speaketh truth in his heart. He that biteth not with his tongue, nor doeth evil to his neighbor, nor taketh up a reproach against his neighbor, in whose eyes are a vile person is content, but he that honoreth them that fear the Lord, he that sweareth to his own hurt and changeth not, he that putteth not out his money to usury, nor taketh the reward against the innocent. He that doeth these things shall never be moved. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and the hearers of the word. Have a blessed day. Certainly that is our prayer that you will have a blessed day and that whatever is ministered will bless your soul. This is the day that the Lord has made and we can rejoice and be glad in it. We're going to go into the word of God, and I'm, I'm sure 
that there is something there for everyone. And, and so I love this song. We're going to, we're going to uh, get with this. Mm-hmm. We need to get with it and usher in ourselves as we have come into the house of God. And we know that uh, his house, you know, is where his name is established. Uh, that's what it, the house is for is where he would put his name and his presence. And so we come to present ourselves in the presence of the Lord.
You don't have to always say, I have a need. Sometimes you need to just be in his presence. Sometimes just being present is enough. Bless your Lord God. Sometimes just coming, you know, instead of asking, just arrive and be in the moment. Don't, don't go anywhere else. Just be in the moment of the Lord. That, that's it. That's all that we need to do is be in the moment. Can you just be in the moment right now? Can you just be where he is? in his presence, in the thought of his goodness, thinking about his mercy and his grace, not asking for anything, just be in his presence. Just be in his presence. I heard John say that I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. He was on the Isle of Patmos, and we're going to go into Revelation and we'll talk more about John in just a moment. But just being in his presence, just being there, just being there right now in the moment, just being there and letting him work some things out, letting him work things out in you that he sees. Not what you want to present, but let him 
shine his light on you and see what needs to be done. Bless you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Oh, Lord God, we honor you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Mighty God, mighty God, Lord, you're wonderful, Lord. Lord, you're worthy of all praise and honor. Lord God, thank you, Lord God. Oh, our hearts are so glad for you, Lord. Oh, bless your name, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for who you are. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Bless your name, Jesus. Bless your name, Lord. Bless your name, Jesus. Bless your name, Savior. Hallelujah. Mighty God. Well, we're going to go on into the word of God. And, and so, you know, the, the Bible tells us that John is on the Isle of Patmos for a particular reason. One that cannot and should not be ignored. I'm going to put it this way. John's mouth got him in trouble. Uh-huh. John's mouth got him in trouble. How many know that you, your, your mouth can get you in trouble? Your mouth can usher in, usher you into situations. Some good and some not so good. After saying something, you might have heard someone use that phrase saying, don't write a check that your blank can't cash. Mm -hmm. You might even have used that term yourself. It's a term used to describe cheap talk, performance, or promising something, but having limited ability. I, John, who also am your brother and companion in tribulation, and in the kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ, was in the isle that is called Patmos for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. John had an intimate relationship with God. Mm -hmm. I, I love listening to John talk. I love reading uh, the messages, the gospel that he had written. And John's relationship I, I like what John said. He said that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon and our hands have handled of the word of life for the life was manifested and we have seen it and we bear witness and we show unto you that eternal life, which was with the father and manifested unto us. That which we have Seen and heard, declare we unto you that ye also may have fellowship with us. If you don't have fellowship with God, then you don't have true fellowship with us. But through what I'm telling you, you'll have fellowship. And truly our fellowship is with the Father and with the Son, Jesus Christ. And these things write we unto you that your joy may be filled. John had an intimate relationship with God. Do you 
have an intimate relationship with him. You know, can't nobody live the life for you. You've got to live it for yourself. You have to do that. And so, you know, you have to sing the praises yourself. And you don't have to, I heard one um, a minister to, uh, in the service the other day say that I can't, I'm not a soloist, I can't sing, you know, but I can make a joyful noise. And, and that's all it takes, because the scripture tells us to make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Now, I agree with that. I can't sing, but I love trying. I love telling him no from the bottom of my heart so that he knows the way I feel about him. I'm in love with Jesus. I'm in love with his word. I'm in love with his commandments. I'm in love with him. I love the Lord. That's why I sing that song. I really love the Lord. You don't know what he's done for me. And, and you're the only one that can give that testimony. And so John has an intimate relationship with God. Now, in the natural, those that are smart will not write a check. Or, uh, you know, smart and, you know, you, you, even a smarter move is to sign up for overdraft. And that's in the natural, uh, you know, where you learn some things. You learn the lesson either through economics and you learn that, you know, in finance class that you should do that. Or you learn the valuable lesson because you overextended yourself. But we know better. And we know that whatever we say, and certainly when it comes down to the Lord, it should be done in a spirit of truth. It should be done in holiness. I don't believe in cliches. You know, there are some cliches that have a little bit of truth to it, but I'm certainly not a cliche person where we say things and, you know, we've picked it up. We've heard other people in the church, you know, church has a certain church lingual uh, that we say things and repeat things that we've heard other people say, you know, you, you, you see a brother or sister and you, you know, in the store or something, you walk up to him, you say, praise the Lord. You don't say hello. You don't say hi. You don't say how you're doing or anything. It's just praise the Lord. You know, so we have certain things, you know, uh, and, and, you know, back in uh, the, the little fish item to, to let you know that they were a believer, they would hang a little a certain uh, fish uh, on the doorpost and there was markings on the doorpost, uh, you know, um, but there are certain things that we pick up and it's not necessarily that we have to do it that way, but it has become such a norm. And so we learn some things. Well, John, like uh, Joe, did not know that he would be facing some challenges because of what he had learned. I mean, yeah, I know, don't, 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 don't go there to correct me. I know that if you live godly, you're going to suffer persecution. But John did not know he was going to wind up on the Isle of Patmos. Like Job, he didn't know that uh, Lucifer, that when the sons of God came together, that Satan also presented himself. And the Lord asked him, have you considered my servant Job? He, he is one that hates evil. Do you hate evil this morning? There ought to be some things that just, and I'm, when I say hate evil, I'm not talking about, well, that person had alcohol on their breath. I'm not talking about because you smell cigarette smoke or 
uh, you know, or whatever they was they was toting on. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the characteristics and principles of things that are that you know are outside the will of God. Are you? Uh, do you hate evil? Those things that are morally and spiritually corrupt. Those things. Uh, that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the. Uh, the cheater, you cheating on your, uh -huh. do you hate those things? Or are you going along with it? Uh, do you hate the the thing of, of the lying? Not the person, because the person that's telling a lie could repent of that and start telling the truth. So I'm talking about those, those principles. Those principles that will not be in the kingdom of God. Those principles that cater to the flesh. The Bible said flesh and blood shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Those things, those things do you despise. As fun as they might be, mm -hmm, I said that, uh, because the Bible says that, that, look, there's no denial. The Bible said bread eaten in secret is sweet. And, and so there's an uncertain enjoyment about sneaking to do something but there is also a pain that comes with getting caught. And so, you know, there used to be a, a show that that talked that that demonstrated that a number of ways. And, you know, so you get caught. And, and so uh, the Bible said that Moses refused to enjoy, and I'm paraphrasing, to enjoy the pleasure of sin. And so, you know, so there are certain things that we all know, but we also know that those things have an end result. And, and so I'm about the end game. Uh, and I hope you are about the end game as well. Uh, you know, it's important that you understand what the end game is. And so we'll kind of touch on that. Uh, but the Bible tells us that there are certain things that are not going to inherit the kingdom of God. And you need to be aware of that. You need to understand those things. And, um, and though you're aware of it, do you accept it? Because see, there are some things that we hear and know about, but we do not want to accept it. Matter of fact, uh, we'll make excuses. We'll tell people, you know, that, that phrase of don't judge me. Don't tell me anything. Well, the word of God has already judged all of us. And so uh, when you say I am a... Christian, when you say I'm a believer, when you say I'm a saint of God, uh, you know, do you live up? Are you practicing what you say? There are many that make the declaration, and, but they're not practicing the word of God because practicing what God says uh, re, it puts us on a narrow path. And everyone don't like being on a narrow path. They want to be on the Broadway so they can do what they want to do, but you need to, but listen, this is where the rubber meets the road. You need some meat on those rims. So when the rubber hits the pavement, you need to have some meat. Uh, you, you need to have on a good pair of shoes. You cannot be rolling on baloney skin, you know, those cheap tires, because they won't last long. Uh, you need some roll flat 
you know, which is that hidden assurance. Uh, you know, it's depending on the vehicle that you drive, uh, you know, when you get into the high price vehicles, you know, those things that have, are high maintenance, uh, they usually come with roll flats. So you can roll another 30, 40, 50 miles on that tire that have lost the air. Uh, but, you know, on our more generic type vehicles, I know my, my vehicle don't have roll flats. And so when it go, when that tire goes, is flat and it has to be changed. You know, there's no hidden assurance there to get me. And, and so therefore I have to really proceed and be more cautious. And so, uh, and so let's look at Revelation, the 12th chapter, beginning at the seventh verse. It says, and I'm excited about Jesus. Ha! Woo! Glory! Bless your name, Savior. <laughs> My God! Thank you, Lord. And there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought and his angels, and prevailed not. Neither was place found any more in heaven. And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent. Dragon is that old serpent called the devil and or referred to as Satan, which deceiving the whole world. So those that are following, those that are Satan worshipers and those that are, well, you know, God don't mind a little bit of this or a little bit of that, that's out of his will. They are deceived by the one that deceived the whole world. He was cast out into the earth and his angels were cast out with him. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ for the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. And they overcame him. Listen, they overcame him. They overcame him. You overcome. They overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto death. Therefore rejoice ye heavens and ye that dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea. For the devil is come down unto you having great wrath because he knoweth that he hath but a short time. And so we're talking about this morning, hidden assurance. And we tried to get into this on Thursday night, uh, talking about when things go wrong. And some things went wrong. You know, we had concluded an entire broadcast and a subtitle, a hidden assurance, and, and it did not uh, uh, go live correctly. It didn't record correctly. And so and here we are again today because you need to know how to hit back. Uh -huh. You need to know how to punch back when the enemy attacks and get involved in things. Now listen, assurance means to have a positive declaration. It is a statement of confidence. Do you have a statement of confidence in your Lord and Savior this morning? Do you have a positive declaration of what God is doing? 
I, I don't want to hear about what so-and-so did, what so-and-so said, how they acted. Listen, you've acted up too. You said some things that you probably shouldn't have said, done some things that you probably shouldn't have done in your lifetime, you know? And, and so everybody deserves an opportunity to get it right. That's why the Lord is, is who he is. And, and so our positive declaration should be about what God is doing. Or if God has used someone, don't forget to say thank you to that individual for allowing God to use them. Oh my God. John sees a sign. He sees a number of great wonders from, you know, and, and so John, we, uh, uh, remember John has a panoramic view of the of things that have not been seen like this before. Now, as you read through the word of God, beginning in Genesis, and read throughout the, in the entire Old Testament, you are getting bits and pieces of what John is seeing uh, right now in his panoramic view. And so uh, as you read throughout the Old Testament and you get into the New Testament and Christ is pronouncing those things that are to come, uh, John is getting this view you know, maybe with your, your, your phone, your Android, your iPhone or something, you've taken some panoramic view pictures. And so, you know, you've captured some things uh, in a wide scale compared to uh, just that single image. And so that's what John is seeing. And he sees a woman. It's safe to identify this woman is the church, the, the bride of Christ. Uh, her clothing is a reflection of righteousness, whereas the moon is the reflection of the lesser light, getting its light from the sun. And so the, those that believe, we get our, our reflection. We are a reflection of the Lord. Mm -hmm. That's why uh, when they were in Antioch, the people in taunting them and teasing them and hearing what they were saying, oh, you Christians, meaning that you are Christ-like, not that you believe, that that's already implied, but your actions and your declaration of what you are saying, what you are presenting, says that you are more in line with Christ than anything else. Let that marinate for a moment. All right. We are merely a reflection of that which is to come. The Bible said, beloved, now are we the sons of God? What are we? Who are we? We are the sons of God at this very moment. And it doeth not yet appear what we shall be. We don't know what we're going to look like in that glorified state. We have an expectation. We saw what we've seen in movies and different things, you know, but we don't know. It does not yet appear what we shall be. But we do know, we know that when he shall appear, we shall, we, you think, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Now she is wearing a crown, a crown of life. And that crown has 12 stars. Those 12 stars representing the apostles. 
You know, eternal life is based on the apostolic doctrine, a cornerstone apostolic church. Let me apostolic doctrine. That's what we're teaching. That's what we're preaching. That's what we're exhorting the apostolic teaching, what God gave the apostles. Ephesians 2 and 19 and 20 says, now, therefore, ye are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints of the household of God and are built up on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. Mm -hmm. In America and other places, people are uh, hung up on celebrities. You know, that's, that's no secret. You know, in most places you go, people are caught up on celebrities, you know, stardom, athlete. Woo! Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, all of us have some, well, we have certain people that we like to see perform. And let, let me tell you something about performance is that performance uh, and to reach that certain level meant that you didn't stop at, I'm good. Did, did you get that? I'm good. In order to be great, it requires sacrifice. Greatness requires going through something. When other people are kicking back, saying it's raining outside, you know, the great one, the one that is seeking to be greater to get past the good is still outside jogging. The one that is still, that is seeking to move forward in their career is still pressing on at two, three in the morning, they may have stopped taking a nap, but then they got up and, and got back in when the mind was clear to have a better understanding of what they're doing. And, and so to get past good, I'm good. And to be great requires sacrifice. And so the Bible lets us know that this foundation that we're on is based upon the apostles who went was commissioned to go to Jerusalem and and to spread the gospel, preaching that re repentance and remission of sin in his name, uh, the name of the chief cornerstone, Jesus Christ. And so there are uh, people are caught up and hung up on the words of celebrities, stardom, athletes. Uh, you know, if the athlete said it, then it must be true. And that's not correct. Well, you know, if, if, if Dr. You know, if they said it, it must be correct. Well, it might be correct sometimes. And they have maybe taken some time and did some very uh, necessary research on before they got on TV and made some statements. But it doesn't mean that it's always and it's applicable to everything. It doesn't mean that because a celebrity said it, that it should be received. If so, you certainly should receive what the apostles and prophets have said, because they are the greatest and the whole foundation of our belief is based upon the apostles, prophets, Jesus Christ being the chief cornerstone. Here are a few uh, stardoms. Here are a few that are in stardom as we see the woman that have on the crown. These are trails blazers, Peter, James, John, Philip, Bartholomew, Thomas, Matthew, uh, there's two James, uh, Thaddeus, Simon, and I included Judas in there. I did not include Matthias, and I didn't put the Apostle Paul there. 
And there's a particular reason why I didn't. That's something you'll have to stay tuned for uh, another day. But uh, John witnessed what we would call an unprovoked attack against innocent bystanders. John witnessed it. Uh, because the woman is pregnant and she's ready to deliver. And from my limited understanding, she would be in great pain. Some of the things that you occur, you experience pain. You experience a moment of weakness, not a condition to defend yourself. And so therefore she is in need of assistance. Sometimes when you're experiencing pain and unprovoked suffering, you need to think about maybe there is something that is being birthed in you. Uh, there is pain and suffering in the process of giving birth. Uh, in the church, we sometimes experience certain attacks and those attacks that we're dealing with, that you're dealing with, that the entire is dealing with, is because God is bringing forth something. And we therefore will go through the labor pain. And so when you're dealing with, then you're going to need some assistance. You're going to need some help. If you've been intimate with God, if you've been intimate with the word of God, faithful to his call, obedient to his will, doing what is right and things are going wrong, you can rejoice. You can rejoice. Uh-huh. Yeah, I understand it, that when you're doing and you can't get, listen, let me tell you, give God praise, give him glory and honor. Don't, don't dismiss it and say, whoa, it's me and I'm going through. No, -uh. you know, I was dealing with something and, and I was starting to feel, I, I like being transparent because it helps. I was dealing with something I was starting and it was starting to put a weight on me and I'm going to paraphrase the scripture, but the Lord gave me a word and he said, shut up. Uh-huh. It says shut up. It says stop. Stop what you're what you're heading in a wrong direct stop. Mm-hmm. So sometimes God knows what he put us in check and tell us, you know, so sometimes you have to, and that was my help that I needed at that moment, because at that moment I put it on, I hit the stop button. I didn't hit the pause button to continue on. I hit stop, clear, uh-huh, stop, don't record, mm -hmm. let it go. Because he gave me a hidden assurance about what I was dealing with. Second Timothy 2 and 19 said, nonetheless, the foundation of God standeth sure. Having this seal, I feel like running and praising God right now. My God, having uh, this seal, the Lord knoweth them that are his. And let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. And so we recall in Revelation 1 that there was given unto John a rod, a reed like unto a rod, and the angel stood, saying, Rise and measure the temple of God and the altar, and them that worship therein. It's important that the temple is being measured. And that you find in that measurement, you find yourself at the altar, that you find yourself in worship, that you be found within the temple. Someone in the church at the altar worshiping sovereign God for who he is and for what he is. Making a deposit of praise, 
uh, depositing time in worship and adoration unto the Lord. The Bible said there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon and the dragon fought and his angels and prevailed not. Neither was their place found anymore in heaven. And that great dragon, that old serpent, the devil, Satan was cast out and, uh, and those that fought with him on his side was cast out. Uh, there was a war that was going on. We used to sing a song that there is a war and you better fight. That you better fight this war. Paul said, I fought a good fight. I I've held on uh, to the faith. And, and so now it's laid up for me a crown right. You got to fight a good fight. You got to hold on when you don't feel like it. You got to uh, stand fast, be immovable. You got to put on the armor of God and not yield to anything else. Uh, I heard the word of God say that we are more than conquerors. Michael and the archangel, uh, Michael and his angels. Uh, now, not much is known about Michael outside of the fact that he is in a leadership role, that he is an archangel. The Bible says that he's stronger than the enemy, wiser, he is a chief prince, and he is a helper. And having a victory, not just one, but multiple victories over the enemy. This ought to tell you something about being on God's team instead of the other team. You wanna be on the winning team. And guess what? God wants you on the winning team too. It should speak values of true power and permissive power that is given for a season. Someone might have the ability for a short time. Mm. They might have some power and authority, but understand something that all power and authority comes from God. And there is a greater power that exists. Uh, God has the power over and to enforce uh, God's will in the kingdom. Many have underestimated and overestimated the plan and limited power of the enemy. Don't be one of them. Understand that when time, when it's a time for help, I heard Daniel say that I was praying and, and he was wondering what happened to his prayer. Lord, did you hear me? Uh, you know, sometimes we pray and we're looking for an answer and we don't get an answer immediately. And we start to wonder and start to feel discouraged. Uh, but God heard it. And the Bible said that that uh, his prayer was answered from the very beginning. However, the enemy had held up the messenger and God sent a stronger angel to come and to release the messenger. And so uh, uh, you need to understand, you don't have to walk around uh, complaining and outlining what the devil was doing. Uh, the Bible said that Michael did not bring a railing accusation, but he just simply said, the Lord rebuke you. That's all he said. The Lord rebuke you. Uh, those words, the Lord rebuke you. <clears throat> That's all that was needed because the devil understood that if it came from God, that the devil understood that, that the word came from the Lord, the Lord rebuke you. That was enough authority and power over any decision and everything that he was trying to do. Well, the Bible says, and I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren 
is cast down, which caps them, uh, accuse them uh, before our God day and night. Uh, that's all he had time to do. He's, he's, he's spending his time making accusations. Look what he did. Look what they did. Look what she did. Look what they, but listen, God understands and knows something. There has been many sounds, many thunders impacting the natural and spiritual realm. And there will uh, continue to be sounds impacting uh, both realms. But I want to encourage you that you ought to make a sound. You ought to make a sound that impacts the realm. Uh, you know, a, a sound that impacts the atmosphere inside your house. A sound that impacts the atmosphere inside the car. A sound that impacts the atmosphere in your office. The sound that impacts the, the very immediate of your presence. And that is a praise unto God. Uh, when you send forth a word, uh, you know, a praise. When you send forth a, a worship or prayer, uh, it impacts the atmosphere. Someone can walk into your presence and say, man, I feel peaceful in, around you. They, they walk in your presence and say, there's something about you. Uh, they walk in your presence and they can't describe it because the, the, the atmosphere around you, the atmosphere in the room, the atmosphere where you are has been changed. Bless you, Lord God. Salvation, strength, uh, strength, the kingdom of sovereign God and the power of his word is what we have. The accuser of the brethren is cast down and and was accused that accused them that, that Paul was, was pointing a finger of accusation against you. But understand something. Uh, listen, uh, we don't need to give the enemy any ammunition. We don't need to give him anything, but let him come up empty. Uh, yes, you may have lied. You may have uh, smashed out of wedlock. You, uh, you may have stole or defiled uh, the temple, but... But we now, uh, we did some things in our ignorance and some things uh, out of rebellion, transgression against God. But the Bible tells us that in, in 2 Corinthians about the fifth chapter, it says, for our sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. When we turn from ignorantly doing things, when we find out the truth about it, when we stop transgressing the word of God, when we stop rebelling against what God is saying and we line up with the word of God, when we fall into that intimate relationship with God, then uh, we become the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus. Mighty God. Uh, you know, uh, and so therefore we make a, uh, uh, we make a deposit into our spiritual account. The previous state of being is abolished. Uh, Ephesians about the fourth chapter said, This I say therefore and testify in the Lord that ye henceforth walk not as other Gentiles, non-Jewish uh, uh, practicing believers, proselytes and uh, uh, unbelievers, but walk in, who walk in the vanity of their own mind. The word testified gives evidence as a witness. The Bible said, and they overcame him by the blood, by the blood of the lamb. God has shed his blood for the church and we overcome through the shedding of his blood. Hallelujah. We rely upon what God has done and not our own strength. And because we rely upon what God has done, we testify 
of the word of God. It said we overcome by, they overcame by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto death. I'm not trying to hang on to every, to this moment. And, and uh, But I'm hanging on and hinging everything upon what God has said. Those that believe that were part of the continual worship that was measured in the temple earlier have this hidden assurance. You have it also. They remembered and cherished their greatest asset. What was not money, it was not fame, but Jesus' name. He did it. He did it all. I have the assurance that what he did was final because on the cross he said, it is finished. You don't have to be crucified again. We're not crucifying him afresh by our actions either because we're determined, you determine in your mind to walk for the Lord, hallelujah. How God took them through. They remember how God took them through and how they brought them out. You've got to remember what God took you through and what he and how he has brought you out. When confronted with situations, emotional, mental, physical, spiritual, they spake to their spirit man, the Bible said the spirit of a man sustains his affirmity. That's how you go through. Because you remember what God has done. You remember what the Lord is doing. You remember and you begin to talk those things. I remember, you know, I was up in, uh, late last night and I was thinking about what God has done. I was thinking about the greatness of him. And I remember some things that he brought me through. And in my remembering, I began to, uh, to list those things out so that I could put them in a picture frame. Uh, I remember uh, the word of God and what he recently told me. I typed it out. I remember what God did for me when I was, when, when, when I was in a bad situation and did not have any help. Didn't know what to do. Only thing I had was the word of God that he had given me in that moment. I wrote it down. I typed it out. I made note of the year, what had happened. I made note of the instructions that God had given so that I could put it up and make sure that as I walked through the house, when I passed by it and these many years later, I still want to look at it and I still want to remember it and I still want to talk about it and I still want to tell others about it that the Lord God Almighty brought me out. You want to tell others how the Lord brought you out. Though when it's applicable, let them know the testimony. When it's applicable, when it applies to the situation, let them know what God has done. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So that they can have hope, they can have confidence in what God has done and what he did then. Yes, he will do it for you. I was a sinner and God saved me. And just like he saved everybody else that was sinners, God can do it for you too. Thank you, Lord. He can take a liar and turn him into a truth teller. He can take anyone. God is the only one that can take nothing and make something. Bless your name, Jesus. 
They overcame by the word of their testimony. That's what you have to hold on to. That is your hidden assurance. That is your secret weapon, your testimony of what God, how the Lord God Almighty brought you out. Thank you, Lord. Then if you ain't stand against that, no one can stand against that. You have that confidence in God. You have that assurance that what he did then, he did it then and he is still able to do it right now. Mighty God, bless your name, Jesus. We have hidden insurance in him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. All we have to do is continue to say yes to him. All we have to do is continue to bless his name. We have hidden assurance. Mighty God, bless your name, Jesus. Bless your name, Lord. Bless you, Lord God. Listen, if you have not been baptized in Jesus' name for remission of sin, you want to do that. You wash your clothes, you wash your dishes, wash your soul. You know, during the stay at home, the pandemic, and they used to say, wash your hands, you know, and then you should be washing your hands. I hope you do. <laughs> wash your heart. David said, that word have I hid in my heart that I don't sin against you. As you live, that's how you exit here. Find a church of truth or power near you and be a faithful unto God. Get involved, be a participant, not a spectator. If you're in the Southern California area, you know, Pomona, we're pretty centralized in the Inland Empire. And certainly we look forward and welcome your presence. Thank you, Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord God, for your goodness. We thank you for your grace and your mercy. We thank you for your word this morning and ask that you would bless those that are listening at this moment, those that will be listening later. Lord God, that you would bless them. Lord, keep them, Lord God, each one under the sound of my voice. We'll be careful to give your name the praise and to give you glory in Jesus' name. This is Pastor Carl Henderson of Cornerstone Apostolic Church located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, California. God bless you. We're going to prepare for Sunday school, our Sunday school lesson. And then we're going to go out and do some outreach. This is the day that the Lord has made.